When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast. We should get harmonize it. Should we I know. It's like if if I go harpod and then you go. Yeah. Hard. No, but I'll say harpod. <laughs> Meet me up here. <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> I can't believe we've ever had musicians on this podcast. This I know. We sound like shit. I sing like an angel. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I always feel like every time you know, like if I'm just singing in the car. And I think, you know, I actually sound pretty good. Like, yeah. I'm really going. And then, you know, those moments where you're, if you're talking to someone and you're like, oh, have you ever heard this song? And then you try to sing a few bars. Yes. And, and I never sound the way I sound in the car when that happens. I will say, <laughs> when I am in a position where I have to sing something for somebody, mm-hmm. I have two modes. So the <laughs> mode one is I just sort of like, you know, it goes like, you know, um, you know, you know, rock the Casbah. You know, right. you don't like it, rock the Casbah. You know, it's like I do it like that. I, I, I completely undersell it. That's right. that's way one. But then there, the other way I'll do it is like, oh come on, you don't know uh, that song, you know, uh, Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. It's like, hey, hey Mama says the way you move. You know, I I, I go full bore. There's no and middle ground for you. It's there's no all middle ground. Or for but I have to make that decision pretty like. Am I going to sell this right or not? And depending on the people, but I will frequently, I'm usually impressed with my, uh, um, when I sell it, I feel like I can sell a song. You feel, <laughs> it always happens to me when it's like a song that I have no business even trying to recreate. Like I was yeah. talking to my mom one time and I said, uh, I, was, I think I was talking about Nancy Wilson being on the podcast and how, you know, you and I were just big, huge fans. And, yes. and she's like, what other, what songs does Hart sing? And I'm like, you know, Oh, well, that's- I said, well, I was like, oh, Barracuda. And, and then I'm, <laughs> of all the like voices, the, all, all the vocalists in the world, I have no business trying to imitate Ann Wilson. No, no business. It, it's <laughs> absolutely like the, one of the, if not the greatest rock and roll voice. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like I'm going to sing her and then oh, let me tell you this and I'm going to do a whole queen medley. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, I said, oh, God, I remember like Amy and I, my sister, like we went and saw him in concert. We were like front row and I remember seeing Ann Wilson and she was singing alone. And it was like Nancy was just playing an acoustic guitar and that was it. So it was just all vocals, you know. It was so like, you know, where you just had chills all over yeah. your body. Like it was insane. And then my mom, what song is alone? I'm like, um, oh my God, alone. <laughs> Give me a minute. Let me warm up my vocals. I'm like, you should just Google that shit. Don't. 
<laughs> for 20 years, I'll warm them up. <laughs> <laughs> I could, you can give me all the time in the world to warm up. I'm not going to nail that Ann Wilson impression on a loan. It's just. I, 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 one of my karaoke, I, I actually did this on Instagram once, but sometimes when I'm at a karaoke place with people, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, it's the quickest karaoke ever because I play um, um, the outfield. Uh, I don't want to lose your love tonight. Oh. So, uh, which is an insanely high song. So it's like, doo, doo, doo. and then I come in for two beats on Josie's on a beach. And I can't, and then my voice cracks and I walk up the stage. And I did that on Instagram once where I like, I get really into the opening track. And then it's like, Josie's on a <laughs> I've also done that with, I believe in a thing called love when I get to the, um, to the, um, uh, chorus. Yeah. <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> Are you, and you never want to pick a song at karaoke that has like a large music intro before the oh, vocals no. come in. Uh oh. I'm getting a alert. Oh my God, guys, we have an emergency alert from the broadcast system. There's an endangered missing advisory. Oh, really? It didn't come you from know me. what I bet this is? I bet if we clicked on it, it's going to pull up a picture of Barry. Wood. Oh, <laughs> wow. Barry Wood. We love him. That would be hysterical if like the emergency broadcast system now was doing it. Was us. What if they did that like on April Fool's or something? Oh like God. just everybody's phone gets an alert. And you're like, holy shit, a missing child. Ah, you got me. It was. Do you, do you do karaoke ever, Jenny? I do. And when I karaoke, I've learned that the best thing for me is to not sing, but to rap. So then what are your go-tos? Bust a move and shoot. Oh, those are both good. I've done bust a move before when I've broken it out. Um, yeah. Today. And bust I'm, a I'm move can be a little tougher than you think. Oh, yeah. Well, because for me, it rings because I do have a best friend, um, Harry, who has a cousin, Larry. And <laughs> five days ago, he was going to marry. <laughs> so I, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, guy. I'm, I'm going to invite you into this conversation. First of all, we should say this is a this is one of our um, epines or mini episodes, yeah. and um, where Jenny and I are talking to each other about stuff because this is how we communicate now. Yes. Uh, and thanks for joining us. We've got a lot of good guests coming up. Yes. Um, like doing you it, nation. We love you. Yeah, we we really do. We love you doing it, nation. But um, guy or gee or uh, guy, what's guy your go-to karaoke song? Yeah. So, I mean, I think for me, it's probably something by Pearl Jam, just because. It's, it's low, it's easier to, you know, you don't have to crack your voice and you can still go for it. Oh. I think you yeah. cut out a little bit. By the way, oh. our, that was, our, that was our, um, our producer. That was his audio cutting out completely. So we, we're in good hands. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so go come back. You said, I, and we're leaving that in. You said, uh, um, uh, uh, you said Pearl Jam because low voice, yeah? Yeah, I mean, that's it. Just in, it's in my, in my range. I don't have to like, crack my voice so i'll pick something by by pearl jam i also, mean i'll also do like a humpty dance i'm not afraid to oh, to go oh. Out. rest yeah. in power yeah um, rest in power shock g but he's, what, he's the one who put the satin on the girl's panties that was, that's right yes yes well, i also with pearl jam the advantage of them is you also don't need to know the lyrics because it's just mm -hmm. like, like he <laughs> coming in <a> <laughs> all the day <laughs> danny you fucking nailed that fuck i know Wow, maybe you should add that to your karaoke. 
Holy playlist. shit. My favorite, lately, my, I've done it, I did it recently. I saw, I've been, I've done karaoke like twice since the pan, since the lockdown ended. <laughs> lot. But um, my, the one I love doing is I do Midnight Train to Georgia, but I oh. only, but I only sing the pips. So I'm sitting there and I, 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 and people don't know what the fuck you're doing for a long part of the verse as the lyrics are coming up. And it's really- what, what I'm hearing is that you think karaoke is an open mic for you. It always kills though. <laughs> Have you ever just gone to karaoke and just done the song without trying to make? Oh, for sure. I've done a bunch, but- um, We should I, go do that together, Danny. I would love that. I did, uh, I'll do some Muse. Like my, my falsetto could hit like super massive black hole. I love that song. Um, <laughs> I will do- uh, um, I'll throw down sometimes with like an old, you know, Dolly Parton or some old like country. Uh, Oh yeah, I don't. I got a little classic. Yeah, I don't. I never. I never hit the country well. I'll. I'll hit like. I've definitely done the Clash. Uh -huh. I've done. Uh, done out. Al I've done Elvis Costello. But I know not to do like Joe Jackson from that era because I can't hit those notes. And that was the only thing that was holding you back, really. I am so Joe Jackson. You, usually, that's what I think of when I think of you. Yeah. I always yeah. say, Joe, oh, no, it's Danny. Never mind. Yeah. Um, so how is your new week with new work? Can we discuss that? Yes, we can. So um, I am, uh, I've spent the last uh, year or more writing pilots alone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in my underwear, mm -hmm. uh, Christurbating. Yes, um, I'm, with, I'm with you. And uh I had a meeting uh, with a production company and I'm um, going to supervise some things. And they asked me what I really wanted to do. And I said, put me, if you have a show that needs somebody upper level, like I would be very happy to do it. Are you get me at a discount? Cause I'm going crazy right yeah. now. Not even like about like finances or the finances would be good, but it was more like my mental health. And oh, I'm with you. Yeah. An hour later, he calls me and um, Hey, how would you like to be on this show? So I don't know if I mentioned the show last week, but um it's a show on Fox called um, Housebroken that was created by two friends of mine I've written with for years. Uh, well, I read, I met Gabby Allen, who I worked with back on Jesse, the oh, wow. Applegate show, and um, and then Jen Crittenden, her partner, who was uh, yes. is married to my friend uh, Bill Rubel, who worked on Modern Family with me. And oh, okay. it's a show about a, it. Basically, I love animals. And I've been in therapy since I was 24. And this is about <laughs> animals holding their own group therapy session. And yeah. uh, and this was, was a show that I actually recommended on one of our podcasts. You did. You brought it up, and I I foolishly didn't watch it. And um, yeah, and, and I, I love it. Yeah, love it. I love it too. And I think like you know, the, they did a like an abbreviated season, and I think they're airing the last two coming up. But yeah. like, and I like the pilot and, it, you know, like all shows, it sort of finds itself in some of those middle episodes. I, there's still wildly great jokes. Lisa Kudrow is one of the voices. Will Forte, Tony Hale. It's Hale, like the entire Karen cast Horgan. of, it's the entire cast of Veep. Yeah. Sam Richardson, <laughs> yeah. one of my favorites. But, I love um, Sam. And Tony Hale does like, I think he's done point. three different voices. I know Timothy Simons has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's a raccoon. And then a Clea uh, Duvall, who is um, one of the creators as well, a co-creator. Yeah, and she, and, also and, a V person. <laughs> yeah, and she's fantastic. It was such a Love. pleasure, and she's very involved in like in the room with us, and just a really smart, smart, smart writer. And I love and, the dog that she voices as the therapy dog. 
Oh my God. The, with so a chip funny. who's just, who's just a fake therapy dog. And um, totally. so, but you know, it's funny as well. And I will say though, the last four episodes of this season, it really like expanded the world and fell, fell down. And it's like, Oh yes, that's like, and so it's been really fun. We're breaking a lot of fun episodes, nice, a, a good writer's room, uh, yeah. really good bunch of, uh, people I haven't worked with before, but knew and, um, yeah, that's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, that show, I obviously I'm an animal lover too. And just the idea behind it of having them meet every day for therapy and it's, but they're still animals. They don't, you know, they don't take away the animal characteristics. Yeah. But they all, they're dealing with, you know, it's a great place to project all of our <laughs> writer insecurities and characters onto them. And, oh, and, and, um, and uh, I, I get the biggest kick out of Tony Hale, his, the, I mean, he voices different animals and yeah. he does Max the pig. That's George oh. Clooney's pig or whatever. But then when he does, um, is it Diablo? The yes. Yeah. He, yeah. The, 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 he, he's like my mom and my dad and my Randy because his parents have divorced. <laughs> totally oblivious. For those who haven't watched, uh, Max the pig uh, is a celebrity pig because it was a George Clooney's Clooney. pig. And so he's always, he's always name dropping. And uh, I don't know where you are in the series, but his oh, I'm all caught up. I'm, I'm like, I don't know where I am though. Cause I've seen ones you haven't seen. Is he still with George Clooney or has he moved on? He's still with George Clooney, okay. but it's, um, he's found out that he's not the, the original, original. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and which made the, like the continuity even funnier to me because when that character was there and he kept name dropping that, you know, was, he's George Clooney's. I was like, the fact that I knew that George Clooney's pet pig Max died years ago. Like, I, I, I knew that I'm, information. I've been working on the show for a week. Are, are they, that's really true? Like he had a pet, pet pig named Max? He had a, he had a potbelly pig. Uh, even more useless information that I have, that George Clooney had this pet potbelly pig named Max that was given to him by his girlfriend at the time, Kelly Preston. Oh my God. How about that for a rando piece of trivia? I gotta say, I'm gonna go in there. This is, you know, this is music to my ears. And oh, I know. And speaking of music to my ears, I, I'm listening. <laughs> wow. How was that? Was that good? Well, that I mean, guys, I'm for those standing ovation right now, that was beautiful. Now, doing it, nation. I want you to watch because that was a moment. I'm now going to see. You won't even know we're doing a commercial for because no. I, I that then it's a it, it, like you're not going to know that we're gonna give a shout out a paid shout out to our advertiser and i would say audio heroes Raycom. Yeah. break the greatest like ear devices of all time yeah these are like like everyday earbuds you know um, and, and, and you don't have to worry about their wireless they don't get all twisted up but they also don't look like the other you know Yes. earbud kind of things that look weird hanging out of people's ears it looks like you know ben stiller and something about mary or something yeah because it, it, there was a, there was a period of time where the shorthand for a douche was a big old ear thing hanging out of your hair a hundred percent and so these things like they they fit in there i will say this they are so comfortable this, they are this really did happen to me i was listening to a podcast as I was like walking around my apartment and I was getting ready to go out and I took my right earbud out and mm -hmm. I got wound up getting a phone call, which I took and I walked out the door and I was in my car for several minutes 
before I realized I still had the left earbud in. <laughs> I don't have that with any other. Usually uh, I can't wait to like rip them out of my ears because it, they're typically earbuds are not very comfortable, but these are like, I don't even, I didn't even notice. I, I nearly walked on stage with mine and last night I was doing a set and I was trying to listen to like, Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm standing in the back and I'm like trying to go over and I was listening to no one knew I had them in. And then I go up on stage. And I was like, Oh my God, I had to take them out last minute. Cause like, what? That's exactly it. And with the other ones, I'm always having to charge them or things like this. I, yeah. I this I, 32 hour battery life. And I, I think that's an understatement personally, because yeah. I've charged them so little. So you would but think even better be is they're they're half like half the price of other bigger premium names. Is that right? Because we got ours for free, which is a which is less than half the price. But I will say this. Yeah. <laughs> these should be twice the price and they're half. So think about that for like put that in your pipe and smoke it. That put those in your ears and listen. Boom. Yeah. I just did that. That should be their new slogan. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm telling you, you can get also a 45 day like trial it a guarantee like so even if you get them and you you won't not like them if you buy them i promise you you'll yeah. be you'll be thrilled but, but if you're one of the if you're some kind of freak yeah yeah then you and want to return some big old fat ear holes or something and that's on you if you got yeah. weird ears don't blame don't blame um, us so come on raycon yeah. trust us on this you will and, and if you'll and if you love them tell me uh that you love them i'd love to yeah. I, i'd love to uh, have you do that. Yeah, um, but also even better, what we're gonna give is a 15% off discount. That's right. If you go to buyraycon.com slash doing it, you'll get 15% off. That's buyraycon.com slash doing it to save 15% on Raycons. Mm -hmm. Buyraycon.com slash doing it. I do mean, it. Do it, do it, doing it, do it right now. Come on. It's just amazing. I just scared Dewey when I did that, my dog, because yeah. I'm that passionate and he knows it. He's wearing his Raycons right now. I've never seen Jenny this passionate about anything. Anything. No, All you know, I have zero passion in my life, except now I have something I'm passionate about. I've watched her slay a crowd of a thousand people and nothing, nothing compared to this. <laughs> How about you, uh, Jenny Johnson? I mean, what are, what are we watching? What, what's going on? Okay, so... Finish White Lotus. We love yeah. that. So I started, so, I mean, I'm so excited. There's the second season and it's going to be like at a different resort, a different place with a different cast. Like I very much, you know, was committed to that cast because they were so unbelievably good, but I know that they'll find yeah. you know, a good cast as well, you know, for the next one. But the way it was that, did you, did, did you know what was coming at the end? I don't want to spoil it. Spoiler I really really didn't and and you know spoiler alert for people at home we're going to talk about it now, mm -hmm. okay? it's, been, it's been a week yeah i was horrified and then realized oh no it makes perfect sense that um god i'm forgetting the character's name the newlywed woman went back to the guy okay isn't that funny though that like i i as much as i love that show i'm like i don't know that i can name I know I've thought about this too. I have trouble with the character names too. I think also they don't say their names a lot. That's, they, I was, I was trying don't. to read. But um, yeah, I know. I remember that Armand is the, I yeah, yeah. who I absolutely love the hotel manager. And then one of the daughters was Olivia. Yeah. And then I'm like, mm. but, so, um, but, but love, I absolutely love that. And then, um, 
there's a, this documentary series that's on Netflix that I've watched a few episodes. It's called The Movies That Made Us. Have you seen I, it? I see. I, 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 it's a season two because I feel like I, there was a first season of that that I didn't Yeah, there was yeah. a first season of it and then season, and there's only four episodes. And the second season has like a lot of my favorite movies, which is Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, Pretty Woman, and then um, Die Hard, I believe. Well, I mean, I like all but Pretty Woman. That's good. (laughs) But like all these, you know, such classic movies. I watched the Jurassic Park one and I've seen that they even had like a a different special. It was like, I think the holiday movies that made us. It was like the same thing, like they had Home Alone or whatever. But I really loved it. I watched the Jurassic Park one. Uh The only thing I will say is it gets a little busy and loud. Like, oh, they they had they use a lot of music and voiceover and quick cuts and every you know it it's like they're trying to make it too you know i i get that it's funny because so do you know you know my you know my favorite part of jurassic park was um the dinosaurs i loved that part too that's why we're friends big fan i know a lot of people when like laura dern wasn't going to be in the second one they were thinking like "Uh oh good luck but um it was the dinosaurs ultimately. They just did a great job. It, it and it's and that's what's very cool about this is like the the behind the scenes aspects with like Spielberg and like how unbelievably detailed. You know, not that we don't know this about him as a director, but to see yeah, like yeah. his vision and you know, and this this was all in you know nineteen ninety three when the movie came out. So no, we were like, holy shit, we can do any. It was between. I will say this, like. The, the one two punch for me of like Jurassic Park and then Terminator 2, yeah. I realized, oh, anything we write, they can make now. Right. <laughs> you know, it was just In like. Spit, even more so now, but like back then, you're like, this is 1993. That, that, that you know, the, the scene, the, that first scene with Laura Dern and Sam Neill, when they're like, they see the dinosaurs. Yeah. For the first time. And it, you know, like, oh my God, you're just chilled. And you're thinking, is there anything Hollywood can't do? Like, oh my God, this is remarkable. And then I'm watching this documentary and they're like, yeah, of course, you know, they were playing to nothing. These two, (laughs) you know, like what a nod to what great actors they are because their reaction to what they were supposed to be seeing, you know, what we see on the screen, all these dinosaurs moving. I'm just like, oh, I was so, you know, enamored when I saw that movie for the first time. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I, and and, and it's, it holds I, up though, like, but I'm always still an asshole. When I watch Jurassic Park, I'm still like, oh God, those kids are really slowing them down. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> and when the kid gets shocked off of the fence, I laugh every time. Like I shouldn't. We had, and, and it provided so many room jokes for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who, who, who or where, but there was a, there was a rather portly executive that mm-hmm. would, um, who with really dumb notes all the time. Uh-huh. and. Harvey Weinstein. And, no. and we always used to say, like somebody, I, I was very, somebody would say like, well, you know, God, I wish we had a warning before that person walked into the room and I would just like look at our water. <laughs> and that's and I, 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 so I'd be on a, they're coming. <laughs> that was a big one. Oh, I bet that kills. I might steal that from you sometimes. Yeah. Also, I also find it's always fun to say my favorite part of that movie was the dinosaurs. People love yes. that. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> But it was my favorite part too. Like I know it's a joke, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, bring on more dinosaurs. I'm so sick of these people explaining it. Like just no, that was, get to the my, fucking dinosaurs. And it was and a recycle of my joke from Twister, which was you're my favorite part of that movie, Twister, was <laughs> the tornadoes. 
<laughs> well, okay. So this is what I've been watching. What have you been watching, Danny? Okay. Hit me with it. Hold on. I got to tell. I don't, what have I been watching? That was that. Oh, that I want to talk about White Lotus. No, I, 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 White Lotus again. I want to talk about because I mm -hmm. just a little bit more because so few like. I was annoyed at that. I, I, I did a complete 180. I finished White Lotus. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this ending. And then in the morning I woke up, it's like, that's the best possible ending. Right. And I had like, cause I was sort of rooting for the fiance, the, uh, the newlywed woman for a long yeah. time. I realized, no, you're weak. You, yeah. You're not like, what are you writing? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And I thought, I think her, I, the character I do remember, the character Belinda, who worked uh -huh. at- Oh, Club, yeah, Natasha when, Rothwell. When, right. Yeah, when she had been, just had a, like been, because you knew what was coming. You knew that Jennifer- um, Coolidge, uh, yeah. Coolidge was not going to come through for her. Like, right. you absolutely knew that. And and so by the time that younger woman comes in and she's like, you want my advice? I'm all out. It's like, right. I loved it. It, it was so it was so perfectly done and it was like i you know at the at the end again spoiler alert for people yeah. whatever but when you know you see Ar armand yeah. you know armand and he's you know he's the he's the one that yeah he's the dies and his his the, there's a smile that comes over his face oh yeah you know I and know. It, and it was like you know, I read something that I forgot where it was. I'll have to find it. But the the writer was like, you know, it almost feels like it was like sweet relief for him in a way. Like every day, you know, day in and day out, here he was fighting his sobriety. He had fallen yeah. off the wagging. Every, you know, everyone is treating him like shit, and it was almost just like sweet release. Like, I agree. And, and then where you would look at Belinda, who's probably just you know used to you know it's like you get the the feeling that that character was so used to being disappointed by people yeah she was more embarrassed she was more like we would see in that moment like when she's just sitting on the dock before the people arrive the new group uh -huh. that she's sitting there and it's just like how did i let myself do yeah this? smarter than this how did i let myself get suckered in and then the smile that comes on her face when she has to put on the act again yeah oh i i, I thought about that smile too though from um armand I also thought, yes, it's a sweet relief. I also thought he must be thinking, oh, this is going to end badly for you. Yeah. You know, like, you, you know, you used to have a guy, but it was like, oh my God, I never, and, and also just the way that the, the murder occurred was so sort of almost matter of fact. And it wasn't like, it was just like, he just sticks him. Like, it was like, yeah, it felt real. It felt like if you stab somebody, that was more what it would be as opposed to come running at them and going, ah! Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and um, I got the feeling that that guy, you know, the guy, uh, the actor's name is Jake Lacey. And of course, I'm forgetting his character's name, but he has, you know, this yeah. completely overprivileged life. Like you can, it's just, he's yeah. washed in it. It's just everywhere. And when, and he wants to get his way and he thinks he's got his way and he thinks he's got the end. And then when it actually came down to it, like yeah. he's grabbed something, you know, and he's like, the look on his face was almost like whoever it is i got you motherfucker you know like he was yeah. really really intense and then when he did it i'm sorry there's a siren going by it's okay <laughs> when he did it i don't know why people can't just die quieter sometimes right like why do we have to have those sirens it's so rude. so goddamn rude <laughs> but when he actually like that the moment where he stabs armand 
and you know, like, and he backs up and he all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is real. You know, it's not just my. It was you know, the first moment he saw him as a human being. Yeah, and he apologizes. Yeah, you know, I and know. It, was, it was sincere. It was genuine, and it was like, but you almost felt like was he? He was like apologizing for, for everything. And most importantly, in the episode, I believe it's the first shit I've ever seen on camera. I, okay, that's. I think the first the first shit I, I've ever seen on camera was in the first season of Dave. Oh, that's right. But it, was it coming out of his butt? It came out of his butt, yeah. Like, you saw it, where he was, like, t on a hike with his girlfriend, and he just starts, like, grabbing his stomach. And he goes, and he's like, it's coming, just look away, look away. And then they showed it coming oh out God. of his butt. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm watching this. And then that last episode of Herman shits in that suitcase. Oh, my God, it was so crazy. It was like, what? <laughs> well, you were just... <laughs> You, was that way, upsetting for you? Because I know that poop is not. I just like I, I. It was upset. I felt I. I wasn't sure exactly how necessary I needed it to like right. see him pinch it off. I don't know. I thought that was really <laughs> just shock for shock value. But um, yeah, it was definitely shock value because I. The moment I saw him like look at that suitcase and starts <laughs> wrestling with his you know button and zipper, I was like, oh no, oh no. Oh, yeah, no, no, here it comes. Oh, and there it yeah, is. <laughs> badly. And then, um, well, you brought up the other thing I watched. I, it, I thought, I was like, I, I for me, I loved first season of Dave, I think overall more than second season. Having, yeah. having said that, the final episodes of Dave were as good as anything they've ever done. Yeah. The, the, first, the first episode of the second season of Dave, and I was, you know, and I loved that first season. Yeah. I... I felt like I was a bit disappointed. I'm like, I don't, mm, this is really, it was, it's it was really like different. And then the second episode, I felt the same. I was like, man, but I realized that it was kind of setting it up. It, it was, it was, but there, there is something that happens. And it, and it's, it, by the way, in comedies all the time where having more money for your budget is not it almost always is not a great thing. I mean, there are good things, but when you can do, like a lot of what makes things funny is the way you kind of have to do them on the fly. And it felt like those first couple episodes, there was so much money spent on them. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, there's very few, like it, it, a lot of the funniest things are like sort of stripped down. Yeah. Um, you know, notable exceptions, obviously, like Tropic Thunder was brilliant. Right, right, right. <laughs> Um, but that one, the episode before when he goes on the, 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 um, the, whatever kind of DMT trip he's on. Um, that, oh, when he goes to Rick Rubens? Yeah. And, and you that, never see Rick Rubens. <laughs> ever. That, that whole episode really, I thought that was really profound, actually. I, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, like I said, the first two episodes, I was like, eh, you know, of course I'm gonna keep watching because I, yeah. it's not that I hated them or something, but I just... It was so, you know, they were so completely different from the first season. And his personality and his, like, getting too big for his britches. The, the, one of my favorite episodes on that was also when he was supposed to go on the date with Doja oh, Cat. Oh, with Megan Thee Stallion? No, no, Doja Cat. Oh, Doja Megan. Cat, that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Doja Cat. And it was like, yeah, I mean, immediately I'm watching it, I'm like, that's one of, that is, Dave is a show that you you genuinely do not know where it's going to go. Like you're almost like, you know, have an anxiety feeling watching it. Cause you're like, he is going to self implode oh, every, oh. every time. And he does, but it is in the most 
spectacular, hilarious way. It was just, it was awful. And, and, and like what the best, to me, my favorite actor on TV right now is Gata. So. Oh my God, I was going to say that. I want to get Gata on the podcast. Do you, does he follow you? I don't know, I, but I, I am so team Gata. I fucking love that guy. He's I'm telling so you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it happen. I'm going to. He delivers. He's so goddamn good. He plays the pathos. And that moment when he brings those fucking people, like he sells those braces, he goes, and, oh, yeah, yeah. and he's left. It's so, it just stabs your heart so hard. Oh, it's so painful. I, I, but I, that character has so, so many layers and is so deep. And oh, it's great. He's, it's, you know, it's, 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 and all you know, like on the exterior, it's, it's such a good way of like showing a, okay, just these people, you know, like, to Joe Blow, it's like, oh, look at just some rapper, whatever. Not yeah. taking the time to like peel back the layers of a person and instead of just assuming they're, you know, one way. Because Gator's one of like the deepest characters. Oh my God, it's it, it's so deep, and 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 he's. It's important to have a character like that on a show because Dave himself is fairly, can, especially this season, was a little irredeemable. He's so yeah, and uh, both both with like ex girlfriends and all this, and he's like. I'm annoyed. And then, so then to end it where he comes through for it, it was just good. It was like a nice, um, that was the nicest little bow on that episode where you, yeah. you know, you, you, I love that they, you know, we got to see that performance, his rehearsal performance, Dave's, and it was amazing. You know, like it was, yeah. it was just, but then that, you know, it's like, Oh, cool. We got to see it as an yeah, audience. And, and then but but the right performance was the other, <laughs> it was what they, they, yeah, ended up. Well, Exactly, exactly. And now we're not going to show you in front of everybody else. And not only that, we're not going to know how it went. Yeah. <laughs> oh, two other people that are on that show that I cannot get enough of are Dave's parents. Holy shit. Yeah, Pamer and I don't know who the woman is. Oh, my God. The two of them together when that scene, spoiler alert, whatever, but when Andrew Santino goes in that fitting room. Oh, my and he's God. Like, did, you, did you jizz on yourself? And he's like, he's like, just okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's an amazing scene, and it's a, it's a, he's really good in this show. I mean, I'm not, you know, do you know him at all? I don't uh -huh. know. Him. I did know it. Yeah, I've done stand up with Andrew a bit, and I mean, he's, I, and he's a great guy. He's a super oh. nice guy, and I wish he'd be a good one to have him on the podcast too. He has a podcast called Whiskey Ginger. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah but Andrew, he, he's so good, and. Like all the characters on that are, I mean, just really, really, you you have to wonder sometimes, like, are they just really well-written or is this who they are? Yeah, I, I well, I mean, Gaeta is clearly accessing something real in himself, but but to be able to, you know, a lot of people can be that person, but can't bring it on the screen. Yeah. You know, like I, I've known a lot of funny people who are like, you're just like either funny standups or funny, and then you put them on camera and they just, they can't even play themselves, you know? Yeah. yeah. Still, and the way he disappears into it is just, it's fantastic. Um, oh, and, uh, and B Benny Blanco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the, Chuck, when they keep calling each other Chuck. Yeah, that, I, I was a little annoyed in that whole, I think they were in love with the homoerotica more than I was. It was like, I felt like that would have played better 10 years ago. It would have been more shocking. I think it was something just to show, to me, I took it for, as like showing Dave who is wanting the, you know, like yeah. the people to like him that are in here, but he didn't want to invite, you know, Gator to come over because it's like, you know, no, something, I, hell, Danny, you and I do this where, you, you know, you, you compartmentalize your, 
I, I, I completely get that. I just think the homoeroticism as a, um, well, as a took- comic <laughs> engine yeah. I, was like, it was funny a little bit, but then it was like too much. And I lo- did lo- like, I love the Chuck thing. I thought that was hysterical, but. Um, the Chuck thing was super funny, but it, it was something that I was like, I got that they were trying to get to like, there was a, you know, definitely like a deeper meaning behind all of it with Dave, but yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there was some shock value part, you know. Yeah. Like, I know we said, this is not turning into a mini-sode, but I have like, one more thing I saw that I just really wanted to recommend. Um, the Tignataro special, Drawn. Oh, the Drawn. Yeah, yeah. So her, it's basically her stand-up animated. And yes, it's a series of like, did you see it? Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I, that was, that's on a, my list, so I will watch it this It's week. a real t- treat because, you know, basically it's a collection of like, I guess four or five, five maybe stories that she's telling, you know, you know big chunks. And each yeah. one of those chunks is animated in a different style. Uh-huh. And it's the, the, and it weirdly, it pops. It's like, it's, it's just a very cool way to do it. I can't explain it. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I love her, obviously. So. Oh, I mean, she's, God, she's so dang funny. Yeah. Do you, do you follow her Twitter account where well, it's usually like somebody, she doesn't ever tweet. She has people guessing. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, that's what's funny. It's her Twitter account where she just has her friends tweet things. Oh my God. It's so, it's, it's so funny. And then, Last thing is a show that is not good, and I'm going to watch every fucking minute of it. It's a and there and by the way, the people on it are great, but it's still it it's it suffers. It, it, the, the bad fortune is that this show was released at the exact right after White Lotus, which does this better. Uh-huh. But it's, it's a show on Hulu called um, Not a, Oh Fuck nine total strangers or um oh yeah i've i keep seeing that pop up but i that's not even that show is it nicole kidman yeah it's nicole kidman i yeah Um, i haven't watched it yet but i keep seeing it pop up on my but like i will say like melissa mccarthy is fantastic in it but it's like it shows you how good white lotus was you know story-wise because it doesn't quite work and whatever the mystery around this is it's but i'm gonna watch every minute it's I'm called nine perfect strangers nine God, perfect strangers thank, thank you guy um but yeah uh, that I'll, I'll give that one a whirl <laughs> should i give it a whirl or is yes it- i i actually would because it's not it's not something you're watching and going like oh fuck i hate that you know it's not it's just like oh wow you that was a big mess but <laughs> i i love and it's got like you know, Michael Shannon is in it. Uh, oh, I um, love him. Uh, so many people are in this. Uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of it's a it's a big well, it's a big cast, but I guess it's nine perfect strangers. Yeah, but there's also some <laughs> staff and Nicole Kidman. Uh-huh. And, and uh, um, yeah, it's really well done. But anyway, um, God, I, this is going to be a mini uh, an epiphany. And so then I think it became a maxi. It became an epiphany. It did. I mean, <laughs> covered a lot of ground. I mean, covered, covered a lot of ground in our lives. Oh, and I want to give a shout out also. I became a Brooklyn Nine-Nine person during the lockdown. I watched uh-huh. from beginning to end, watch all of those. That is that something I need to watch now? I Yes. It's so funny. The new season, it's the last season just started. Oh, cool. And four episodes are out right now. But I can, I love me some Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, that's that's been my go-to jam now when I'm like writing during the day and I, I have to, I, I always put something on in the background now that I've seen it. I'll just put that on just because it's like just pleasant, you know, kind of white noise, but the, 
you should watch it. I would love, okay. I would love your opinion because I will. I watched Joe some of, I watched some of the first season when it came out. I you gotta get had, through that. I didn't think it had its footing, but I heard it got like, and there were always everybody on it is so enjoyable. Um, right, but, and but in in the first season, it, you know, it's it's a little you know it's a little clunky because you see these these really really brilliant actors finding those characters. Yeah, yeah. So and so, then all of a sudden, it it's just like at one point, I don't even know what episode, it just like boom, it lands real hard, and you're like, okay, now I'm in it. Like every person yeah. really really is in tune with their character, and the the writing on it is really funny. I, I've heard that, and so I'm I'm kind of um uh, I'm you know I'm very into seeing it give it a, give it a whirl yeah I, I i definitely want to see it and i'm going to say one last i keep going for one more thing and i've mentioned <laughs> this on the show before but that's, that's what this uh, episode is going to call it and one more thing and, and one more thing, thing. <laughs> and i you this is the thing you have to watch because if you have okay. it's so it's on amazon prime mm-hmm. and it was it's it's six episodes of the most brilliant comedy english comedy i've like I, I I keep watching it. I can't stop watching these episodes. Only six. Mm-hmm. I honestly have never done this where I, I watch six episodes and then like a day later, I watch them again because uh, I'm missing things, but it's called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I'm writing this down. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And it's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. And it was, a, it, they ran for one season in England um, and it was from 2004. But the, the the premise is this Garth Marenghi is a horror writer who mm-hmm. in the eighties had a show that I don't think aired or didn't, was not a hit. And he's now releasing these incredibly cheaply made shows about a haunted hospital <laughs> called dark place. And there's, and his, his publisher de- will funds it, but demands a role on the show. And that's played by Richard Iowate, who's genius. You remember him from the IT crowd. He's one of my favorites, but he, um, and he's, he can't act at all. So he's <laughs> constantly looking at the camera where it's like, you need to get down there now. And then he punches late on the table, you know, and, <laughs> and it's filled with jump cuts and continuity errors. And they keep coming back to the cast to talk about it. Matt Berry is in it from. Oh, uh, I love Matt Berry. And he's, yeah, he plays um, like this playboy doctor named uh, Dr. Sanchez for no reason. So. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and every line in the show is it's, it all goes to praising Garth Marenghi. So like, in, like at one point he's a, a sick kid is dying and he's up there. It's like, how you doing, buddy? And the kid goes, you work too hard, doctor. You know, you gotta, you've been too good. It's like, <laughs> it's a lot of that shit. And then the worst special effects. I'm telling you, it is such fucking genius. I'm still in awe of it. So, okay. I'm definitely going to watch that. Okay. Um, doing it nation. Thanks for indulging just the two of us. Just the two of us. I mean, that's um, how, you know, we prefer it. We just sometimes will let somebody bask in the glow of our presence. I see the crystal raindrops fall and the... Oh, there, I should I should have just half-assed that one because I yeah. can't. <laughs> um, who do you think you are? You think you're Three River Band? That was a no. That was, what's his name? Who did uh, A Lovely Day. Um, um, uh, oh, that's Bill Withers. Yeah, Bill Withers. Yeah. Why did I think uh, that was Three... What did they sing? There was something that was... Are you thinking about the Little River Band? Little River Band. I think my edible's heard... kicking in. Have you heard about the Lonesome Loser? <laughs> no, what? That was the Little River Band. Have you heard about the lonesome loser? 
Okay, we have to end on that. Just from where we started with saying. <laughs> take us out from lo uh, Lonesome Loser. Uh, no, no, take, take us out on just the two of us. How about that? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Guy. Jenny, anything to promote? Shit. Uh, Sacramento, Labor Day weekend, Fortune Feimster. Go to Fortune or my page and get tickets. I'll be opening for her. Wow. Danny, what about yourself? Not too much to promote. Um, and this will come out, this will air after I was going to promote my son's band playing their first live gig down at um, Will Rogers Park at a festival. Oh. And uh, um, but that's on, uh, that's tomorrow. So. Oh, what time? Maybe I'll. Oh, at like five or so. I'll send you the info. Send me the info. I'll send you the info. Thanks, Guy. Thank you, Guy. Thank you, Danny. I love you both very much. I love you both in very different ways. Very different ways. And doing it, Nation, we love you in all the ways. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>